Welcome to The Greatest Show, a very special episode where everyone gets laid. I'm DJ, joined by Trisha. Say hi. Hi. And that's Kevin. That was you, Soul Truck. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's introduce the other couple here. Go. All right. Heavy Metal Jesus and Heavy Metal Magdalena. I <laughs> or Melanie. Hi. <laughs> Our first episode. You just have to remember that um, we almost get no live views, so it'll be pretty laid back here. Uh, and then we also have uh, Stabby McStabberson. The other is still better than the last nickname I had. So yes, yes, it is. Still more stabbed himself. Uh, yeah, although um, I I am in the running for the word stabby, so because um, I'm a moron. <laughs> That's the sound. No, no disagree, please disagree. None of us are arguing. You sons of bitches. I'm pretty uh, sure my mom would agree with you on that. Yeah, this episode is special actually because all of us are drinking which hasn't happened in recent memory. So, um, although, in fairness, I can only remember for the last three or four weeks. I mean, we could have been drinking before that. Yeah. So you're going senile now. Is yes. If you look up Egypt, it'll tell you where to look to find my picture. You went senile and came back. What? You're not going. You're just full gone. Senile. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I said. Is if you look up Egypt, it'll say senile, and and that's me. No, that's senile. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start the show out with some not geeky news, just so that we can talk about how ridiculous the world is. Um, today is supposed to be the apocalypse, where a a hidden planet slams into the earth killing us all what was a hidden was, planet even yeah it was a planet that was supposed to come out of nowhere because that's not a thing that people with telescopes would notice every time that i've seen the story posted i have commented on it saying there is zero chance that a planet will hit us because we would have seen it coming years years ago this thing can't just sneak up on us. It's not like there's a planet hiding behind the moon that's about to duck around and hit us. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Science. Maybe it's Pluto coming for revenge. It could hide behind the moon, right? No. No, it no. couldn't. Okay. Because science. All right? Planets don't do that. And even... Let's pretend well, for a second we didn't planet. know... What? Pluto's not a planet. I thought they took that back. Yeah, no, planet. It's, no. It's, which means it obeys its own special rules, which means it can sneak behind the moon. Huh. It's a dwarf planet. A planetoid. It's a planet emeritus. It's a <laughs> planet. Uh, anyway, the, what I'm getting at is that this person that posted that this planet is supposed to sneak up on us. Um, see, we have this thing called the sun, and it lights up everything in the area. Oh, uh, yeah. Do they sell them at Home Depot? No. There's only one of them in our area. It's unique in our area. So 
in so it's not on the East Coast. There, there. I, I believe it shows up on the East Coast. I mean, it disappeared a few days ago, but it it reappeared almost immediately. Oh, oh, that was the eclipse. That was not a few days. That a board game. That was in August, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, it was uh, about a month ago. Listen, geologically speaking, it was a few days ago. What does the sun have to do with geology? Uh, astronomically speaking, it was only a few days ago. <laughs> Good save. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it would light the planet up for us to see it coming, unless it was some sort of weird planet that absorbed light, which is not the case. Ninja planet. And I should also point out that anyone watching this show right now, you're still alive because it was supposed to happen today. Well, it's still today. It will always be today, so it might still happen. It's supposed to happen September 23rd, which is today. Now I've, now I've dated this show. Great. This yeah, is being broadcast on September 23rd, 2017. Well, also, there's a... there. I'm pretty sure there's a timestamp on the page where this show is being accessed. Listen, you keep your religious views to yourself, okay? But how would I officiate weddings if I did that? <laughs> the same way I officiate weddings. I don't. Yeah, but I already committed to, like, three. You should be committed. Hey, what's going on over there? Are you guys going to have sexy fun time? Well, you want to watch? Yes. No, thank you. <laughs> well, $5 ahead, pay-per-view. Mm. <laughs> Can I borrow five bucks, then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that worked because everybody played along. Before we move on to a next topic, we're going to do something that we haven't done in a while. And unfortunately, Bob's not here to participate, but we're going to do it anyway. And that will be Mad Lips. Oh. As soon as I can find the... There it is. Oh. So I will pick a random subject and then I will begin asking questions. There we go. You two, you two form the head of Voltron. I think you need four different to create the full Voltron. We've only got three screens here. So is this going to be like a paraplegic Voltron? Well, sometimes, well, there's still five of us though. Which is one more than we need, so one of us is extraneous here. Can it be me? No, no, they just no I'll, I'll duck out. <laughs> they functioned that port. Hey, hold on a second. What do you mean that's one too many? It takes five lions to form Voltron. Yeah. Is it? I thought it was head, torso, arms, and legs were just four. I've never seen the show, so... <laughs> There's the black lion, who's the leader. There's the red lion, the blue lion, the yellow lion, and the green lion. I'll take your word on that. Yeah. yeah um, is that the one with with, uh, with the New Zealand guy? Yes. Okay. So the, the best part about that show is that one of the characters is voiced by the manager on the Flight of the Concords. Nice. That's another thing I haven't seen. Mm. All right, I have bought a specially uh, Christmas-themed Mad Lib. We've got 21 stories we can tell, and we're going to tell them as close as we can get to Christmas, starting with today. So that is your only clue. And since we have a, a new guest, uh, a, 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 part, a possible regular reoccurring 
guest, which we call a host. Um, we're going to let uh, Melanie give me an adjective to start things out. It's it's just something that describes something like a like like a color or or a. a do you want? Do, would you like to go last? How about that? She's a bit shy, so. Okay. So Trisha, give me an adjective. Sharp. Sharp. Um, Kevin Kuwick, give me an adjective. Exuberant. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. Exuberant. Yeah, I, I, I decided I'm going to make him spell tonight. Well, I'm going to just put one in there and... Pretty sure that there's probably an H in it. At least I want to say there is. Well, that's the way I'm spelling it because I don't know any better. I'm going to give a noun. And I'm going to use poop. And metal, I need an adverb. Quietly. Quietly. All right. And lucky for Melanie, it's another adjective. Radiant? I don't know. Radiant. Wait, what? Radiant. Radiant. Yeah, that's what I thought I heard. Okay, radiant. Trisha, part of the body, plural. Toes. Toes. Quick. Noun. Hat. Hat. Uh, I get a plural noun, and I'm going to use um, toupees. Metal, another noun. Cut, as in a wound. As in what you did to yourself earlier. Right, cut? Yeah. Okay. Wound. Oh, I got, I understood. Okay, so Melanie, there's another adjective. Flashingly. Um, yeah, okay. What did you say? Flashingly. Flashingly. <laughs> Trisha, adjective? Fuzzy. Fuzzy. Kuik, adjective? I got nothing. Any adjective in the history of the English language? I'm having issues coming up with anything. Skip. Go to the next person. Fine. It'll be me, and I'm going to choose green. Now it's coming back to you. We're a plural noun. Geese. Bottles. Oh, well, I already put geese in. Hang on. <laughs> I, you're going to get bottles because that's the last one, I, I think, is a plural noun. So that'll be bottles. Um, I'm going to take this one also because it's an adjective so that I can give Melanie a part of the body. So think about that uh, as I put an adjective in, which is um, uh, barren. So part of the body, Melanie. Finger. Finger. <laughs> And bottles, because I said so, or because Kevin said so. All right, kids. Are you ready? No. We wish you had a merry Mad Libs. Visit the North Pole. Looking for a sharp destination for your next vacation? How about the exuberant North Pole? Located in the middle of Arctic poop, it is made up of quietly shifting ice, which makes it perfect for snowshoeing through radiant tundra. As you trek across the ice, keep your toes peeled for the incredible wildlife that inhabits the North Hat, like furry white polar toupees, cut seals, and flashingly arctic foxes. And when night falls, you are in for a fuzzy treat. You'll be able to see the green aurora borealis, otherwise known as the northern geese. This incredible display of barren lights will show, blow your finger. So call 1-800-555-3939 and make your travel bottles today. Mm -hmm. Melanie, really, we have zero viewers. You are literally talking to the four of us. <laughs> it's okay. okay. They're cool. 
So we had up to nine viewers at one point last week live. Mm. And I'm 99% sure that it's because I had um, Mr. Olympia listed as one of the topics. It was just going on in the background because I was watching it. And just like UFC events, when I list the number in there, people tend to try, uh, pop in thinking I am broadcasting the damn event. But I have not. There's no, yeah, for, for UFC 200, we had 400 hits in a half hour time, period of time. Mm, okay. It was quite exciting. And then they hit thumbs down when they see what it's really about. <laughs> we, we got about 50 thumbs down on that episode, yes. Oh, wow. Not my fault. Not my fault. <clears throat> so, get mad libs. All right. So we got the faux apocalypse out of the way. So, um, Kevin, you had mentioned the World of Darkness documentary. Please, or yeah, World of elaborate. I know a little bit about it, but I guarantee the other three people don't. Okay, so. I don't know a huge amount about it, but it, you know, is suppo it supposedly is just a documentary that details the entire history of the development of the game and how it's progressed through the old world of darkness into the new world of darkness. And most likely it'll also go into the change to the changeover to Chronicles of Darkness when it was when White Wolf was purchased again. Now that it's out of CCP's hands, thank God. Um so, I know that White Wolf was bought by CCCP. What about now? Are they independently owned again, or what's going on? They are owned by, let me find the exact name of the company. Are you familiar with the Magicka games? Magicka? Yeah. Mm, no. Okay, so... It is a video game company that purchased them this time, which CCP is also a video game company. But this one is Paradox Interactive, that's it. Um, basically, they are allowing, they bought out White Wolf from CCP and essentially reestablished it back to its original version, like the. Uh, the management of White Wolf it now has control over the company again, with just CC with just a Paradox giving them direction as they go, instead of being completely in charge of everything and screwing everything up. Like the uh, the MMO that never ever happened. Right, which I mean, they never actually admitted it, but it was pretty clear that CCP bought them out specifically to cannibalize the portion of the company that was working on the MMO, and also so that they could own the IPs. Okay. They are working on another video game now, though. It's a uh, werewolf game. I did... I, I know... I watched the... Uh their Berlin show the uh, where they talked about Masquerade version 5 at 5th edition and I know that the 
the master of ceremonies guy that kept talking with his thick Swedish accent. Um, I know that he's excited about the werewolf game, but he didn't get deep into it because they were talking about vampire. Right. There's not a whole lot that's known about that game yet. Um, also, the Chronicles of Darkness, they are currently working on second edition for the New World of Darkness lines. They do. Uh, wouldn't that be third since God Machine and Blood no, and Smoke? No, this is based on God Machine. God Machine is second edition. Yeah. That's and what I'm saying. I was like, okay, so God Machine was a straight up complete rules overhaul for the, uh, for the World of Darkness. So the uh, the second edition game lines are all going to be based on the God Machine rules. Okay. Uh, so far, uh, they've done several of them. I think that they've already done um, Requiem, Forsaken, and uh, and Awaken, uh, Wake, Awakening. Uh, the second editions for those. And I think they might be working on Changeling and Promethean right now, but I'm not totally sure. The The documentary is supposed to actually premiere in, I think, about two weeks at a festival, at a film festival in Spain. And I really wish I could go. Wouldn't you just really want to go because it's Spain? No, I don't really care about Spain that much. Oh. I don't care about most countries. Oh, they don't right. Interesting. I mean, traveling is nice to do once in a while. I did find out some very sad news. Um, uh, we were talking about, you and I were talking about the Storyteller's Vault and how you were going to kind of hang out until they did the Requiem and the new Chronicles of Darkness lines so that we could kind of tell our stories and stuff there, correct? Right, because I know next to nothing about the old world of darkness. Well, the sad news is, is I emailed the the website. Um, I think it was more a tech support thing, but the tech support guy went and got somebody to answer me directly because I had a non-tech support question. And that was, are you guys going to do the Requiem and the, the other Chronicles of Darkness properties so that, you know, those of us that identify more with that will have it? And... Um, they flat out answered that said, we don't know what the third parties are going to do, like Onyx Path, uh, with that type of thing, but we only have plans to release the original World of Darkness properties. I can see CCP being totally cool with them releasing the Chronicles of Darkness too, because, I mean, CCP is made up of a lot of the original freelancers from White Wolf. Yeah. But White Wolf, but White Wolf seems to, I mean, the, the, the way the response worked to me is it sounded like if it didn't come from Onyx Path, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I, I can see that. White Wolf and White Wolf kind of gave pretty much complete control over actually releasing the newer books to Onyx Path. So, And that makes me wonder if at some point in the future we're going to see a third version, like a uh, I don't know what to call it. World, Chronicles of Darkness 2.0 or World of Darkness 3.0. How many versions are they going to do? Well, that's what I'm. I, I I don't know. I'm just saying that with with them having a separate thing. What if, what if, we bought a license and we came out with Vampire 
the pretending and um, werewolf, the uh, not end of the world, and mage, and our own line of wraith and whatever. We just did our whole thing, and then we would have a third version. I, I don't think that they would that they would allow licensing rights to anyone other than Onyx Path. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just I was I just used us as the example, not because you know we've got great ideas, but uh, I couldn't think of a, another company to come up with. We would uh, well, the company I'm I'm believing. So you don't think they'll license it out to anybody, regardless of their experience. No, I don't think that, you know, it's like mortgage saturation. How much more can the market bear? Well, also, it's just they would, uh, it would cause issues with the existing IPs if they were to do that. Yeah. And I don't think that anyone wants to deal with that kind of headache. Since currently, CC, um, so currently Onyx Path does still have to get direction from White Wolf, and White Wolf has to get direction from Paradox. So no one wants to add in yet another link in that chain. Well, it would just be uh, Emerald Path uh, talking directly to White Wolf, talking directly to Paradox, instead of Onyx Path well, being included in there. I mean, they do have some of their other non-World of Darkness IPs uh, connected to other companies besides Onyx Path already. They just don't, they just make sure that, like, the World of Darkness line, the uh, Scion line, and the Exalted line are all purely Onyx Path. I think that Onyx Path is also in charge of the Trinity line, too. Yeah. And Cavalier with the Moors and. Well, uh, yeah, but that that's not a White Wolf thing. That's a specifically Onyx Path thing. All right. So for some reason, Onyx Path lost the license. They could keep doing Cavaliers of Mars because that's them. Right, and also, I think that Pugmire is theirs, too. Yeah, that's an Eddie Webb thing. Um, yeah, I and, haven't... And to explain to someone in the room here, Pugmire is the game where you play... Uh, animals in a fantasy kingdom. Yeah. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic thing. Where you play as an intelligent dog and, or cat, and, you know, tagline of the game is, who's a good boy? It's yeah, because there, uh, there are a lot of references to the, you know, precursors, which are very obviously humans. So knowing that it's very unlikely the Storyteller's Vault anytime soon is going to contain Requiem, I'm going to see if I can't shift some of my my story ideas to fit into Masquerade so that I can, you know, put out game supplements. Yeah. Oh, the uh, <laughs> the comic shop that I was telling you about earlier, the one that I was able to buy the old, old Trinity rulebook from. Yeah. They've also got a an actual bookstore attached to them, and just a sec. Uh, I was able to pick up these. Um, Wait, wrong one. Uh, well, nice. Yes. Now, I, I've had digital copies of both of those novels, but I've never, I, I've never gotten very far into them. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading them. My, my, uh, my favorite trilogy of books is The Masquerade of the Red Death, which was made non-canon from Vampire the Masquerade, but is still an excellent trilogy. Uh, coming next would be the clan novels. Yes. Why was it made non-canon? Uh, I, I believe that it was made non-canon because there's several references to vampires that other vampires shouldn't know about. Like, um, basically the story, do you know the story? No. Okay, so the story is, a, it's essentially revolving around two characters, both that have been around for a long time, who know and have seen and met Cain and have also worked for different entities here and there. They're not antediluvians, they're not third generation, they're fourth generation. And they're, basically they're playing the political game, which is what the fourth generation is supposed to be doing, playing the political game, you know, globally. And then the Red Death pops in as a third piece in this puzzle, and all three of them have a connection um, through, you, you, I'm, I'm gonna make you read it, but they all have this, similar thing going on and it's the red death that is trying to win the game basically it's like he's tired of waiting so he's going for it all right it's, it's uh yeah my favorite character is dire mccann and um he's uh he's one of the three main characters i would say dire mccann yeah um, I don't know if you can physically buy the books anymore, but if you, there should be a way to get digital copies. I might actually have digital copies on my, uh, my, my hard drive back here. All right. Cause well, I wanted to have copies and I loaned them out to somebody once and I, they were never returned. Yeah. Yeah. Now he claims to have given them back to me at some point, but that is not the case. Alas, they are gone. Does Melanie roleplay? Uh, well, we LARPed together, so yeah. That's right. She mentioned the LARPing. Do you do you not do you do other roleplaying other than LARPing? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Not at the moment. We'll change that. <laughs> oh, that actually reminds me. Um, the company I work for, since we're having issues with recruiting right now. We realized that almost everyone who's worked for us for a long, for you know, a long time and has been successful at the company is a complete gaming nerd. So what we're going to do, in addition to our regular recruiting methods, is we're also going to start like hosting uh, game nights at the local colleges and do recruiting that way. Nice. Yeah, uh, so I, I volunteered for that immediately. What company do you work for? Um, I work for a domestic outsourcing company. All right. So um, he would probably tell you off the air so that we're not naming names on on the air. Right. All right. Um, but we, uh, it's like a call center, but for like really really big companies. Gotcha. Nice. 
Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun, and I'm definitely going to be doing it in costume. Nice. So still on the gaming topic. Bob had an app for his Android phone that was basically a dice roller. All right. I don't know if this is the same one, but I found a dice roller also. You can have different shapes of dice. Um, I have three metallic green ones and one glowing green one here. And if I tap the screen, it rolls them. Um, this is the setup for uh, um, Fantasy Age, where there's three six-sided dice of one color and one of the of the fourth. I thought it was two uh, and one different co colored one. Yes, two it's one. it's three and one. Okay. So, well, maybe it's two and one. Now I'm wondering. Yeah, because I've got the same book. Well, I thought it was three and one, but okay. Um, anyway, I've also got. Uh, my my vampire version, which I've got three glowing red ones. Just I just chose three. Just so you've got different different dice that you can have. You can also roll by shaking. All right. Um, iPhone, right? This is iPhone. Yeah. Um, right. uh, dice Nomicon. Um, mine's just called Dice. All right. <clears throat> uh, Bob could tell you what his is, and it's I it's. The reason I got the one that I did specifically is because of Bob's. So, um, Bob's also has, as does mine, you can do Star Wars dice. So, you've got the weird shapes and stuff on, oh, God, the weird shapes and stuff on the dice, because I know that Star Wars has a bunch of weird shit going on in their, on their dice. Um, you can also do fate dice. Um, you can do all the all the sizes, the normal sizes, the the D four eight, you know whatever. All, no, the normal Ds, and then you can also do the odd Ds, so that because they've got weird polyhedrals options. You know, I should open it up to actually look at what the options are. That yeah, not... you'll still never replace. Crown <laughs> royal. You have to have your dice in a crown royal bag. It's required. <laughs> So you've got you've got D twos, a D three, D four, D six. They also come with Akko, artillery, color, hotel, blood bowl, poker, fate, hero quest, scatter, Star Wars one, Star Wars two, mice, battle lore. Those are all D sixes. Then there's D eight with D eight Star Wars, D ten, D twelve, D twelve Cthulhu, D twelve Star Wars, three of them. A D16, D20, D20 Magic, D24, D30, and a D100. So I'm going to... So I've just created... Oh, I've just created a, uh, a D100 there. Oh, wait. It just did two 10-sided die. Or 12. Oh, that's lame. It is lame. I want a Zakihedron. Get rid of that one. Hmm. Yeah, it, it yeah for the D100, it just added two. Yeah, I guess there's sound and stuff too, but I have mine shut off. So if we were to ever, you know, get to role playing on on the show here, which at some point would be nice, we could use those as a roller and just hold up the phone and go. Shh. Now, does um, I know I have iPhone? She has iPhone. Kevin, what do you have? 
Okay. I got rid of my iPhone once I had the opportunity to. Metal, I call you Metal so that we don't get confused with the Kevins. Because you have a nickname that's established, whereas he, we keep changing his. But So do you have an Android phone? Yes. So you should look for the app Bob has. The one whose name you don't know. Yeah, whatever. We should all have dice apps, and then we could all do this. And I think that I think that I'd like to try the uh, the Fantasy Age or Titan's Grave specifically, or something of that nature. Yeah. Well, if you ever decide that you want to, I've still got this. Hey, that would be awesome. Can you be a Jedi? Yes, this particular book has six different Jedi classes. What about Sith? Can you be a Sith? I mean, just one of the Jedi classes, but you use the dark side. That's... What are the Jedi classes? Let's ask that. Uh, let's see. I just bought this, so I don't have it memorized yet. Um, got... Jedi Princess, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master... Um, Jedi Healer and uh, Jedi Children Killer. Ooh, I want to be a Jedi Children Killer. So, we actually have oh. uh, the Consular, which uh, the Healer is a subset of the Consular. Okay. The Guardian, the Mystic. The Seeker, which is like, I guess, their version of a scout type. So so maybe we need you to explain this then. What, what, I, I so not, Consular is basically a, a healer. We'll just say that that's basically a healer. What is a guardian? Is that a tank? Just a sec, let me flip back through here. I'm a mother father. Oh my goodness, kitten. So yeah, the uh, the guardians are guardians. They're you know the meat shields. It looks like meat shields. Yes. All right. Then uh, you said mystic, which I'm gonna yeah, assume they're, is a bit of nerdy. They're the ones that have like the prophecy abilities and stuff like that. Ooh, I would love to walk around slicing people up with my lightsaber and giving prophecies out like they're candy. The seekers Ooh, are candy. the hunter types. It looks like. Um, Sentinels are, I guess, uh, police force type of thing. See, I would have thought the Guardians would have been the police force. Well, more I would like have to actually read through the entire description to be able to tell. I'm just going based off of the names of the different subtypes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um... Then there's the warrior, which is self-explanatory. Yeah, he cooks, right? <laughs> These are the ones that are the traditional Jedi Knights, it looks like. But yeah, if this, this particular book is all with the Jedi. And then there are two other books... Um, which focus on like being a member of the Rebellion or um, being like a smuggler or something like that. Okay. 
I only bought the Jedi one because that was all I cared about. Because I'm not setting any games that I run for this system during the actual, you know, Empire era. Because I hate that era and I want it to die. So it looks like Consular has uh, the healer. They heal. Um, they've got uh, generic lightsaber style based on willpower instead of brawn. Sage, they start out as force-wielding scholars. Uh, the Arbiter, uh, class dedicated to talking their way out of trouble. That sounds terrible. The Ascetic, uh, an odd jack-of-all-trades character with talents emphasizing less is more approach. I don't want to be that either. Teacher, some have uh, has some scholarly aspects of Sage, but focuses more on boosting up allies. The Guardian has Peacekeeper. Um, yeah, there are already a couple of different expansions, so some of those aren't in the core rulebook. Okay. Suresu Defender, Tank, uh, Protector, a Medic, Cross with the Bodyguard, Armor, like a Gadgeteer specialization, Warden, an Unarmed Fighter. That's not that's not fun. The whole, play, the whole reason to play Star Wars is to have a lightsaber. Well, you don't actually start out with a lightsaber in this one. What? You have to actually build your lightsaber. I'm going to build a four-bladed lightsaber. But, I mean, that's pretty much an optional thing. Like, if I'm going to be running a game, it'll probably be one where you either start out with a lightsaber or getting a lightsaber as part of your first quest. So are you going to do it old school where we find a crystal and that's the color that it is? Or are you going to do it old, or are you going to do it new school where it's a crystal that adapts to the color that we basically project for ourselves that has some sort of specific meaning? The new school is BS and not actually based on anything. So I'm going to be going off of the color is influenced by the crystal itself because the whole point of the Sith crystals is that they're synthetic and that's why they're red. So, yeah. Well, I mean... So can I make, uh, you know, lightsaber Wolverine claws? No. Save it? Because they... You would melt your bones every time you tried to use them. Well, not like actual into like the bones, but like as a, you know, instead of brass knuckles, just go ching, swookity, swookity, swoosh. I mean, I guess, but the range for that would be incredibly short. And the real question is, what about a light whip? You kinky like like Xana used? Yeah, I mean, that that could be a thing. Like, uh... Uh, the last light whip I knew about was in um, when Mara Jade died. No. Well, didn't Darth Xana use one? I, no, I think that she had a. She just had a lighter, smaller lightsaber. I thought. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I should reference my uh, Darth uh, Bane materials. I've read the entire trilogy. I love it. Darth Bane is my favorite. Force wielder. See, I, I like him as a character and for his motivations and everything, but the whole rule of two thing that he came up with was stupid and it pisses me off. I like that because then you don't have thousands of idiots running around. Well, I, I don't agree with the whole fact that only two people should have the power because he makes it sound like it's a limited resource. I do like the fact that 
There's only two. Because that way you're looking for the one person that you know is going to be the next Sith, and then it's their job to learn as much as they can from you before they decide they're better than you and try to kill you. The old system, which in the new the, the EU novels before they stopped, like the Fate of the Jedi novels, it was a caste <laughs> system, which your 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 Sithiness was determined by someone else making sure that or thinking that okay, you know enough now finally, but only because I'm been worn down by your asking. Well, no, because the. Uh... That might have been the way that the Sith race was built, but I know that when they actually became the dark side users, the Sith Order, they were still, you know, you gain power by killing the people above you. Well, the ones I'm talking about are the Lost Tribe that, that happened, and I guess that uh, was... Yeah, the, the Lost Tribe is a... Uh, a whole different thing because they only had a very limited supply of lightsabers to begin with. So I like the rule of two. And then in the comics, after uh, after the movies and like into the future and whatnot, uh, Darth Crate created the rule of one, which there is one Sith Master and many Sith apprentices. See, that makes way more sense than the rule of two. But I like the rule of two because then you then you not only have the you not only have the idea of there's only two people that are bad at ass enough to handle a room full of Jedi, but you have to you have to play a, a, a maneuvering game because you can't get caught because sure you can beat five Jedi in a room, but can you beat twelve or forty? Right, but the whole thing with the rule of two was that, you know, they exist in the shadows and never make themselves actually known. There's, you know, you're not supposed to fight the Jedi at all because you're supposed to fade into the background and become a myth so that eventually you can take over without them realizing what you're doing. And that just does not seem very Sithy to me. Sithy. A very good uh, descriptor. Of course, that's because I've steeped myself in the Old Republic's information, and I love that version of the Sith. Sure. I like the idea of an actual Sith Empire and a real war between Sith and Jedi. That is all I want from one of the movies. If they give me one movie that has that, that will be the only Star Wars movie I need. There's a rumor that setting up Snoke as someone from the Old Republic, so that may happen, because they may go back then and start making those movies then, too. I want that to be a thing. Well, we'll see if it, it becomes a thing. And since we've got three people that uh, have gone into silence here, we're going to go to the next, uh, next topic, which... Um, I suppose uh, I should veer away from Star Wars, so I'll go with uh, the the big two comics. Does anyone other than me in this this conversation collect comics? I uh, used to, a little. No. Uh, there's a comic right there. Um, yeah, it's just the one. 
So yes, you've collected a comic. One comic. Well, that's but did... I'm only slightly better than that. <laughs> seven, maybe. But was it one title and like many issues, or just one issue? Uh, it's a new comic, so it's only the one. Which one is it? Uh, it's called Black Magic. I don't know if I know that one. Who makes it? I think uh, Image. Okay, Image, Black Magic. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I've got somewhere around seven to ten issues of Harley Quinn and then one issue of Satellite Sam, and then that's it. So then I'm the only super nerd here as far as comics go. Yeah. I'm the manga guy. That's that's my thing. So the reason I wanted to talk about comics, and specifically the big two being Marvel and DC, is that I believe that I have finally run into the point to where I think that they have run out of ideas. They ran out of ideas decades ago. So I really like Miles Morales' Spider-Man. I like the Jane Foster Thor. I like Ironheart. What I'm saying here is I like all the new characters because they're not saddled with 75 years to 100 years of backstory, whereas all the others are. Now, with Marvel doing their whole, let's run a series, cut it off, start it with a new number one, cut it off, start it with a new number one, cut it off, and now they're going to the original numbering. I think that the only thing that I'm going to be reading from them is the Miles Morales Spider-Man because I'm I'm interested in keeping a solid line of that going because I like the Miles Morales Spider-Man. But I already know that they're going to get rid of Jane Foster as Thor. Why? Well, she's got Why? she's got terminal cancer. What? Terminal cancer? I I don't know, I know what that is, but what? Why? I, I don't know what the specifics are. I just know that she's got terminal cancer and she lifted the hammer and she became Thor. Um, I can see them deciding that the hammer somehow cures the cancer. No, there's already been a rumor or a preview that has come out that has shown her dead because it she's stopped being... So while she's Thor, it's she's not deteriorating, but every time she changes back, she starts deteriorating again. So... I believe where I'm in at the reading, which is current, I think that she's not been Jane Foster for quite some time. Like, she is just like, I, if I go back, I'm dead. So I think at some point in the near future, she's going to not get, like, she'll, if she leads, it, it's like the old Donald Blake stuff. If she use, if she lets go of the hammer for a lengthy period of time, she starts reverting. So she has to have fairly constant contact with it. So I think that she's going to end up losing contact with it, or the original Odinson's going to get the, the hammer back or whatever, and she's going to croak. Whether yeah. or not she stays dead is another thing, but... Yeah, yeah I, can well, see, I can see them going with her doing like a heroic sacrifice type of thing, and then she seems to be dead, but then they find a way to save her st still somehow. Well, with them going back to this... Ooh! <laughs> Peppermint schnapps. Um, with them going back to the legacy thing, they're they're basically they're announcing that we're going to go back to all our original characters. Oh, okay. So, 
with this, it is the perfect time for me to quote unquote jump off. I'm going to, like I said, stop everything in the Marvel Universe except for Moon Knight, which is coming back, and I really like Moon Knight. Nice. And um, Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Those are the only two physical comics from Marvel I will collect. DC, I stopped reading quite a while ago because the comics that they had that I was enjoying, they canceled. Or <laughs> did irreparable damage by changing the main character, i.e. Batwing. When Batwing was the African police officer, that was a very interesting story. I was very interested to follow it, and I was very happy about it. And then all of a sudden, they're like, ah, but we're going to give the, the Batwing armor to uh, Lucius Fox's kid, and then he'll be in Gotham like all the other Bat characters. All right, well, I just stopped collecting that one. Why do they have to make all of these not only legacy characters, but also legacy characters that are all somehow related to each other or related to the original people. Exactly. And the other thing is DC is... No one else has sex in that world. So, <laughs> so before... Well, that works. Before the family tree things get back to, to, to Star Wars here, uh, briefly, let me keep going with DC. DC's currently doing a thing that's called Metal. And basically, it's an alternate universe where lots of characters are different versions of Batman, which is what really sealed the coffin on DC for me, that it's a bat fest, and I'm tired of it. Oh my God, yeah, Batman stopped being an interesting character a long time ago, along with Superman. Superman never was an interesting guy. Superman is an interesting character. The problem is, is they don't, they they think, the, the people running the damn comic book companies don't understand how to use the characters. So if I'm running them, characters will age. Batman will, event, or Bruce Wayne will eventually A, die, or B, get too old to wear that goddamn suit. So he's going to have to give the suit to somebody else because that hip isn't going to perform surgery on itself. Yeah. Which is how you get Batman Beyond, which is an awesome character. But too far in the future. So, these characters will pass on the mantles or new characters will come up. Marvel recently had a, uh, a meeting with a bunch of retailers. And their come out of what they came up with out of this retail meeting was, people don't want diversity. They don't want women characters and they don't want uh, racially diverse characters. What retailers actually said is, Stop changing your original characters to make them diverse. Create new characters. That makes sense. And yeah. but in addition just, to that, I just, stop creating some of the old characters. But I just told you what Marvel heard. They don't want diverse or, 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 or racially diverse or, or female characters. They just, they just want the old characters back. Yeah, Marvel's idiots. So I'm going to stop collecting mainstream stuff. And I'm going to start looking more obscure, like the Comic-Con superheroes. Oh, yeah. And um, smaller companies, like Lion Forge. I'm really liking what Lion Forge is doing. Cool. They just launched their uh, superhero universe this summer, and I got, a, I got a thumbs up for you on that one. Mm -hmm. I also follow a little bit of the Valiant characters. Kind of hit or miss with some of them, but I really like... Um, I just went blank. Never heard of that guy. 
this. Shut your mouth. I like the Eternal Warrior. Um, I like uh, oh the I like the Harbingers, the uh, the Psyots. I like all the Psyot characters. I don't know why it's it, they're like the X Men of that universe, but I love the Psyots. I recommend Lion Forge and Valiant. All right. So uh, I guess this is the point in the, in the show where I turn it over to this woman to talk about fuzzy animals. Oh, I guess? Yeah. What kind of fuzzy animals? I don't know. What did you pet today? Oh, I pet sheep. And I pet goats. And I pet bunnies. What about alpacas? No, they wouldn't let me touch them. The alpacas wouldn't or the people that own the alpacas wouldn't? The alpacas wouldn't. Okay. So were you on a farm or something? Or? I went to um, I went to Oregon Flock and Fiber Festival, hmm. and and so it's it's where you it's where you buy all of the stuff that that they make yarn out of, and where you meet the animals that that was made out of. <laughs> You make it sound like sausage instead of <laughs> essentially just. Well, I mean, at least they're they're still alive, and you get to hang out with them. So this would also—I don't know if we talked about this on the air. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was before the show started. This would be the point where I subtly let my wife know that this is the part where she pulls up her her dryer balls and promotes them. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think I can still Fantastic reach promotion right there. Right? So so yes, yeah, so my, my dryer balls made out of wool. Like like my um th this makes me think of one of the fishing bobbers more than anything. It's a pokeball. But oh I was really sad to find out that there's like three hundred thousand different kinds of pokeballs. Because, you know, I just want there to be one. Yeah. Yeah, it did not make a lot of sense when they started adding all of the ridiculous, like, works best if used on this type at a certain time of day. <laughs> and that's, that's, too, yeah, that's too detailed. But, as I pointed out to her, that one's going to be the recognizable one because everyone will have that one. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And... Oh, it's way at the bottom of the bag. Oh, my lanta. And the minion. Mm. And, well, this is actually one that I was making out of the stuff DJ just had on his head. So, yeah. You know, I might have her go someplace to get fake hair for me so I can be some sort of Mad Max-like character for a uh, next Comic-Con. Yeah, you can say that all you want. It's not happening. Oh, look, I just made a unicorn ha head. Here we go. <laughs> See, in order for you to do that, though, you'd have to actually start wearing costumes to the cons. That's true. And um, I came up with the brilliant easy one to start out with to kind of dip my toe in the water. I need an Under Armour skin-tight peach, well, skin-colored shirt. I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna have my 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 basketball shorts on, and I get some boxing gloves, and I'm gonna be King Hippo. 
So I'll, I'll wear a crown and I'll have a little X over where the belly button should be. And then, uh, yeah, so I'll be King Hippo. All right. From Mike Tyson's punch out. Let me know how that works out for you. I will. There was a little Mac at one of our uh, uh, Comic Cons. I mean, I, yeah. it took me a second to figure out who he was because I'm like, what's going on there? And then the, he started doing the whole thing for pictures and I was like, oh my God, it's little Mac. Nice. I didn't say it like that though because that sounds stupid. I think no that that would be awesome. So I figured that if I started showing up maybe a couple of times as King Hippo, maybe Little Mac would get together and then he could, you know, be punching me out. All right. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> well, as happens every year, I would post them online with our show going on. And I have to say for the audio listeners that are going to hear this a few days later when I pull the audio off the show after it's edited, uh, you're really losing out by not watching the video because once again we had a show and tell with my wife's dryer balls and you can't see them because you're just listening to us. Yeah. You definitely love the... Never guess, mind, I'm not going there. I guess they'll just, just have like to... Sound. I guess they'll just have to buy them like off of my... There you go. My Etsy website that that's called Trisha Made This or my website made by Trisha.com. If they can spell Trisha. T R I C I A? Yes. You are correct. It's almost as if Metal Jesus is learning how to promote things. Yes, just a little. Just a little. All right. I am going to swerve back into Star Wars briefly because I wanted to talk about The Last Jedi, which is the next Star Wars movie coming up. All right. What I want to talk about specifically is that I'm very worried now, again. So Force Awakens was basically the new hope, A New Hope remade. The director's actually coming out and saying it's not just a remake of Empire Strikes Back. Not really. The fact that he said not really worries the crap out of me. That someone's going to end up in carbonite and and... Ray's going to be on a cloud city and lose her hand. I'm worried. Well, I mean, hand chopping is a very important tradition in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yes. Very true. Anakin did it. Luke did it. Leia Luke. did it. Yeah. Well, Leia lost hand. Not a hand. When did Leia lose a hand? Uh, when her son killed his father. Uh, I'm confused. Where where did Leia lose a hand? Universe thing. Yeah, where did where did Leia lose a hand there? Episode seven. No, Leia wasn't. Leia 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 lost hand. Oh, On oh, sorry. God damn you. <laughs> You must be going through a tunnel. You're breaking up. I think I might eject you for such a terrible joke. It's terrible. It's terrible. That was the worst pun. It is. It was the best one because you guys said, God damn it. <laughs> That's not a measure of your pun being good. It's a measure of everyone hating you for your pun. That's how I brought you success. 
And I'm pretty sure Melanie is laughing at you, not with you. That's even better. As long no, because, as I your laugh. No, because I get laughed at all the time, not with. <laughs> now she's laughing at you, too. Okay. Sometimes I laugh at you when you're not even at home. Oh, my God. Okay. Moving along, getting out of Star Wars altogether now. I wanted to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got a vast universe to talk about. We've got the future of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe to talk about. And that's where I want to start is the future. Apparently, okay. apparently Spider-Man is not official. I mean, his movies aren't going to be like the Vulture is not a Marvel Cinematic Universe character. The Vulture just happened to have had contact with Spider-Man who is going to appear maybe in future Spider-Man movies, but not in Guardians of the Galaxy or an Avengers movie. Hmm. But I am hopeful because there is rumors and weird shit going on, like with Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel's enemy is going to contain, one of the enemies are going to be the Skrulls, the face-changing green things that are basically Final, uh, Final Fantasy. Oh, my God. Fantastic Four villains. So, there has been some speculation that once that movie happens, there's going to be a secret invasion storyline in the movies, which happened in Marvel Comics, where basically we learned that a lot of the heroes that are on Earth were actually Skrulls and have been Skrulls for years. And... Since the Skrulls are Fantastic Four enemies, and Fantastic Four and all its properties are owned by Fox? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Fox, because I think it's the X-Men and, and Fantastic Four are Fox, and Sony has Spider-Man. That's how it is. Okay, so the, my, my thought is, is that you know they'll have all this secret invasion stuff going on, and then they'll rev they'll be... All of a sudden, they'll introduce the Fantastic Four. Not an origin movie. Basically, they'll pop onto the scene, going, "We know how to figure out who's the scroll and who's not. Let's 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 clobber in time." And they clean up everything, and then we have the Fantastic Four in the MCU, and we don't have to worry about a stupid origin movie being screwed up. And then we get Doctor Doom in the MCU, no. and, and Galactus, the big purple and blue guy. I thought that uh, I thought that Marvel decided to kill the Fantastic Four permanently, though. They, they've been making it hard for anyone to use them in because of the in the comics they basically split them up. Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, has been hanging out with the Inhumans. Was having he was having an affair with Medusa, the wife of Black Bolt. Oh, okay. I thought they just got rid of those characters altogether. No, uh, Thing ended up hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy for quite some time, and I don't know what Sue was doing, but apparently uh, Reed Richards has been in a pocket universe trying to figure out how to fix the multiverse. So we've gotten to see, and I'm very happy about this, Evil Reed Richards, also known as the Maker. Uh, and for anyone being caught up in the Ultimate Comics universe, the Fantastic Four there, they split up as a team, and the Reed Richards of that team kind of went batshit crazy. Heck, swore again, damn it. Um, and he became a character known as the Maker, who... He's super wicked smart, but he is like wicked crazy and wants to destroy things crazy. So 
they brought the Maker into the regular Marvel Universe, and they kind of pushed the other Reed Richards off to the side, but I'm pretty sure they're going to bring him back at some point. But the Maker is awesome. He is a great villain. Great villain. Created an entire species and uh, a world and started taking over the Marvel Comics universe by invading, basically. But it's... Uh, if we can get the maker in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that'll be a big hit. Big hit. Hmm. Good way. Now, we haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Neither have I. Have you? Yeah. Okay, so um, I own... I'm going to own all of the Marvel movies, and when Spider-Man Homecoming comes out on iTunes... And I know I'm saying it like a Jewish name. Uh, I'm going to buy it, and that'll be the first time we see it. But knowing now that Spider-Man movies aren't necessarily going to be Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, after Spider-Man Homecoming, I will definitely be more picky about which Spider-Man movies I get. Um, because I'm, I'm buying all the MCU movies, all of them. All right. I've, got, I've got everything up to... I'm waiting for Spider-Man, so... Um, after that, I'll have Thor Ragnarok when it comes out. But we haven't been to the movie theater since, God, May? June? Maybe maybe, maybe June, but I think it's been May. Wow. Yeah, I, I used to make her go to all the Marvel movies in the theater, and I didn't know that I would be okay with this, but I'm completely okay with waiting till they come out so we can watch them at home instead. She's broken me from needing to go to the theater. Although, for you. both of us have been jonesing for movie theater popcorn. Just the popcorn. You know, you but, can get a popcorn maker. Well, we can also just drive to the theater and walk in and say, listen, we don't want to go to the movie, we just want the popcorn, and go in and get the popcorn and leave. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where the theater makes its money anyway, is the popcorn and the, the candy and the food and stuff, so. But, um, so I'm going to probably wait till Thor comes out on video. When does Thor come out on uh, the th in theaters? November. So I was, we were, we had some time one day, like wicked amounts of time. And I looked up, you know, I'm like, we can go to the movie. And she's like, okay, well, what's out? And I'm all looking at the thing and I see Thor pop up. I'm like, <gasps> I was about to suggest it. And then it said, pre-order your tickets for November. And I'm like, ah, oh, why would you do that to me? Why would you list a movie that isn't out till November on your actively showing movies? Just to tease you. This isn't a whorehouse, all right? I, if, I, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. So, hopefully everyone here is excited to see Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that trailer looked awesome. I haven't really heard anything about it, so. Well, Hulk and Thor are like fire, but Hulk is like a raging fire, and Thor is like a smoldering fire. See, I don't know. I've been less and less interested in the MCU as the years go by. That's unfortunate, because I'm pretty sure Marvel Comics is going to stop doing normal comic stuff and start just doing MCU stuff, because they're getting fans that way. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I'm sure I'll eventually see all the movies. It's just it hasn't been a priority for me at all for the last was, year or so. What was the last Marvel Cinematic Universe movie you saw? Was Doctor Strange Marvel? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I watched that because it was on Netflix. And then what did you see before that? Because I know there's going to be a gap now. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The original one? Yeah. And That's then prior to that was Avengers 2. So you haven't missed a whole lot, I don't think, but um, I like to rewatch all of them in release order on a semi-regular basis, but at this point it's turning into an annual thing, so you should uh, totally come up here and we will totally watch all the movies. Yeah, I wouldn't mind binge-watching the entire MCU, but that would take forever. Well, we wouldn't do it all in one shot, so we would do like a, a large chunk of a day, um, and then someone would go to bed and we would probably stay up late. Oh, wait, I have to be some part of this? Or she wouldn't even be present, and then we would sleep and then wake up, and then we would start the next phase, because I think that there are more than 24 hours worth of movies at this point. Um, well, I mean, there are some that don't really need to be revisited, like the... <sighs> The uh, the Hulk movie. Yeah. How many times do you need to see an origin movie about that? No, Hulk's not an origin movie. But I, what, you don't want to watch the Incredible Hulk movie? That's an important piece of the puzzle. I watch that one every time. See, I, I liked it, and that's why I don't want to go back to it, just because it's just going to make me mad that they didn't continue that story. All right. So I'm... So let's see here. So there's Iron... Well, if we don't do Hulk, then it would be Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, and then the first Avengers. And then Iron Man 3, I think, was the first one after that. That one I still haven't seen yet. Yeah. That's a Christmas movie. Did you know that? I'm going to make my, my family watch that every Christmas because it's a Christmas movie. So this is going to be your no, your new a Christmas story. It's it's just a Christmas movie for now. It's because it happens during Christmas. It's a it's got Christmas going on in it. So like Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Yes, yeah, some people don't consider it Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Plaza. That's an annual tradition. Yeah. So quick question: uh -huh. Is Deadpool considered part of the MCU? No because he is owned by Fox. Well, that's lame. But there's a rumor that the X-Men might be brought into the MCU. Really? Here is my personal thought on the thing. MCU has done okay without the X-Men, but the X-Men would be better... I mean, Sorry, the MCU would be better with the X-Men because there are so many... Avengers that are X-Men also that they can't use because they're fucking X-Men. Yeah. I mean, hasn't uh, hasn't Wolverine been an Avenger like 17 times? There's that. Um, but that died 16 of them? Well, but with the X-Men, I believe, would come the Fantastic Four also, and we get the thing. He's been uh, an Avenger. Uh, both Reed and Sue have been Avengers. Um... Jeez, I can't even... Oh, there's 
so many X-Men that are that are that have been Avengers. Uh Beast. Beast is a long time uh Avenger. And yeah. uh, I mean we could get all kinds of great Avengers in there if we could just bring the X-Men in. Now the X-Men, if they would get if they would smooth out their timeline a little bit, would be perfect. And you can even bring Deadpool in because he can be this side thing because I don't like the character necessarily, but I liked the movie. So that they did the movie well. Even see, I, I have to admit that. See, I love the character because I like the comedy of it. I think that it's a very particular type of thing they need to do with him. So he can't be in 25 books. He has to be in one, maybe two, because there are way too many people writing him. It's so... Before I started collecting comics, Spider-Man was in freaking everything. Then when I was collecting comics, they were transitioning away from Spider-Man into Wolverine. So Wolverine was in everything. I didn't like Wolverine when he's been in everything. Now they've been transitioning to have Deadpool in everything. So I don't like Deadpool. There's a theme going on here. When they transition to the next character, I won't like that one, but I'll be okay with Deadpool at that point. Yeah, it's called Follow the Money. See, Deadpool's most important trait is the fourth wall breaking. So it makes sense to pull him in anytime that there's a great joke that could be made by breaking the fourth wall. But aside from that, he doesn't have a lot of utility. What what, what, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that you treat the characters like your family treats your wives. Yes. <laughs> so Melanie, in case you weren't aware, this is my second wife, the more important of the two. Um, my family hates the woman I'm with, but loves the women that I am no longer with. So they love my ex-wife and previous girlfriends. Okay. But they hate her. See, I but, think my mom is still friends with like every one of my exes. Yeah, but your exes stabbed you and then you go to their weddings. It's not like... It's not like it was the stabbing and then the wedding happened right after that. Like, she actually went to counseling and got help, and then we were friends. I pictured in my head. You. She still I, tried to kill you. She put a piece of metal into your body. The image, in my, the image in my head is that you were invited to the wedding. She stabs you there, but you still stayed to attend. That's the image I have in my head. I wouldn't want to get blood all over everything. I would. I'm dying. Mm. Yes, but I'm more courteous than that. Has anyone... You all need to Google this right now. Google the Entertainment Weekly cover now. It's got Daryl and Rick from Walking Dead on it. And it's awesome the way they did it. It is absolutely awesome. I had to look at it twice just to make sure I was seeing things correctly. Is this something that I would be able to understand having never seen The Walking Dead? Yes. It's not like a reference to something. They're, so it's a zombie show, and they're often covered in blood. Oh, my. Here, let me... Yeah, this is why I had no clue oh, what you were talking boy. about. Um, he makes it sound like there's only one out there. Yeah, let me... I'll have to send a link to the... I'll have to send a link. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, billion? Um, 
Yeah, it's a it's the Walking Dead Mark's one hundredth episode. That that cover. So let me let me find it and I'll send the link. I why is it so amazing? Um Because it's cake instead of blood all over the place, but it looks like blood all over oh, the place. Okay, because it's red velvet cake. Yeah, it is. Um, meow, meow. I mean, I guess it's funny. Now, I don't know if you're seeing the right one. Mama. Come on, there it is. Oh, wait, there we go. Share. I'm going to share it on my Facebook. There you go. Now go to my Facebook and find it. I just, when I saw it, I, I was like, ew. And I was like, oh. It's like they did they did a switcheroo. I mean, it's really, it's really neat. And I guess while you're looking at it, Oh, I'm the reason I haven't been explaining what it is is because I wanted you to see it first but I guess I could just keep going it looks like there's blood all over them because you know they're zombie fighters but it's actually red velvet cake that they're eating and have mushed all over themselves yep that's the one I found I just think that was brilliant because then it because like true blood did a, a, a cover with the three main characters covered in a ready liquidy substance but they were all buck naked which so i mean now there's zombie thing going on but they're all covered in in reddish stuff but you know the first image you think of is that it's zombie guts but no it's cake it's cake mana mana yeah red velvet cake yeah isn't it awesome Yes. Thanks for the pity like, I guess. <laughs> no, I liked it. I saw it. It was cool. Okay. It was definitely playing with expectation, and I liked it. Dad's trying to hand you her toy. Okay. Not that I'm suggesting that anyone's going to subscribe to CBS All Access, but is there anyone excited to see Star Trek Discovery? Uh, nope. Not really. No. I'm not really a Star Trek fan. Well, that conversation went absolutely nowhere. Sorry, you were... Ow. You just have the wrong group of nerds on tonight for that topic. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely hook you up with the right group of nerds that would argue about Star Trek everything. Has anyone seen the Orville? I saw one episode. Did you like it? Not really. Oh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so Seth MacFarlane is a Star Trek fan, and he wanted to have a Star Trek type show, and it, he wanted it to be sort of comedic. Now, I think it's not 
I, I think he's going for the, the the family guy style jokes, but it's not working. I mean, they're all falling flat. Even I will say that they're all falling flat. There's a couple of them that land, but it's very rare. But he's definitely doing a Star Trekky type show. Yeah, the going for the family guy style jokes is a bad move because those weren't funny and those weren't funny on Family Guy. They were funny on Family Guy, but somebody, I was listening to a podcast. In fact, it was Queenie's podcast, for those that are listening, and he has been on previously. Um, they pointed out that the jokes that they're telling can't be the edgy ones, the ones that work, because you have to, there's a face associated with that joke, as opposed to a cartoon character where they can just draw somebody and voice it with somebody, and they can tell the edgiest jokes they want. But now that they've got a face, they can't just burn the face of the person. So they can't bring me on to have, tell one edgy joke and never use me again because I would be associated with that, maybe that off-color joke or that, that racial joke or whatever. I mean, so they, they can't do the edgy stuff because it will be associated with the actor that that tells it, basically. Also, Seth yeah. MacFarlane has a big problem with telling what he thinks are edgy jokes, but are really just stupid. Well, the things that I don't know if you like, but the things that I remember from Family Guy that I thought were hilarious were the the, the Meg downers, the, the ones where they're constantly bagging on Meg. Um, the one where he falls down and spends the next, I don't know, three minutes just... <sighs> yeah, that's great. And then the um, reoccurring fight with that chicken. Okay. Okay, so so you're talking the running jokes. Okay, so that's a different thing. When I think of Family Guy jokes, I think of the, like, apropos of nothing pop culture references that then show, like, a flashback or some crap that has nothing to do with the current situation whatsoever. And I think, uh, I think a uh, Family Guy joke is anything that... Is any, well, I think it's anything. Now, I th there is a reoccurring thing in the Orville, and that is the consistent referencing of how terrible his uh, divorce was, and um, Adrian Palicki looking at him with dis disgust while he's telling that joke. Hmm. Did you lose Melis Melanie? I was no, she uh, had to step outside. So she smoked me. No. Okay, good. Does she vape? Nope. Okay, that's good, because that would be worse. That's why I like her. <laughs> Smoking is bad. Vaping is worse. There, I said it. It's out in the open. I'm not being a hipster. It's not even a hipster thing. It's like, I want to smoke, but I, I, I don't have the balls to just actually do it. So I want to I wanna huff paint fumes, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I've always just assumed it was because they didn't want to get cancer, but but actually, they have discovered vaping is worse for you with cancer than regular tobacco. Well, yeah, but a lot of people who vape don't actually know that. So a lot of people that vape are too stupid to they vape and smoke, and then they they do the hookah and they turn themselves around, and that's what it's all about. That's that's no. That's not how anything works. <laughs> yes, it 
Kevin, what do you know about science? Yeah, science, Kevin. I'm pretty sure that the last science class I took was more recent than the last science classes either of you took. Uh, still in college. Oh, that's right. Okay, college. never mind. Then this just applies. You won't beat him. And plus, I've been to college in the last, what? Actually, it's been a decade now. It's <laughs> Yeah. Over a decade. But I was, I did, I take, I took science classes. I took an astronomy class in college because I thought we were actually going to look at the stars. But actually what well, all we did was watch slideshows and, and little movies and stuff. And I was very disappointed. And I let the teacher know. Especially on the day where it was just three of us, me, the other person that showed up all the time, and the teacher in the class. Because everybody had skipped that night because there was something going on in town. I was very disgusted with the rest of the class. And all we did was watch a slideshow, and it was very, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Well, were you going to school in North Dakota? Yes. Then that explains it. I don't want to go to school anymore. I'm too old for that shit. Yeah, tell me about it. I gotta stop swearing. Yeah, you do, baby. Yeah, you're gonna need to bleep like half your lines in this episode. You know, I haven't actually bleeped any of the words, but we I, I have to say that we have cut down severely and you guys are doing great. I it's I'm probably it's because I'm drinking. I've been drinking too, but yeah, but you're not a mean drunk the way that he is. Yeah, I get a mean. Actually, I'm the life of the party. You guys would love me drunk at a party. Yeah, he just gets louder and louder and louder <laughs> and keeps telling you that he's even funnier than he used to be. That's not true. I, I am funnier than I used to be when I was sober. See? <laughs> All right. And that, folks, is a follow-through on what she just said to make her correct because she likes to feel like she's correct. Well, she probably is correct most of the time. I've seen you at a party. When was the last time we were at a party? I don't know. 1992? It's been later than um, that. No, I was still in high school. Yeah. It's been later than that, but I guarantee it hasn't been in Portland. Although I don't, I don't know if I would party with anybody here. I guess I would go to a work party, but even I get tired of talking about work at some point. We could have gone to Stephen Amell's wine. No, that's true, but I'm not a wine, wine uh, party when he released his new label. Well, you're you're not working tomorrow. You could come down to Eugene and go to the Pagan Pride Festival. Want to go to the Pagan Pride Festival? That's a no. I mean... Oh my. I do have to uh, record the Spectre show and um, write a column. But I can, I can do one of those two things on the road, too. Yeah, see, I've got I've got that going on tomorrow, and then a couple of things this week, and then next Saturday I'm free, and then the Saturday after that I have a burlesque thing I need to go to, and then the week after that is another burlesque thing I need to go to. 
How many are you going to? What? Two, four? Well, I, uh, I have one that I have to do the second Saturday of every month. And then this month, there's a, uh, there's an extra one. Hmm. Matt, Metal, do you want to go to bed? Because you look like you want to go to bed. A little bit. So, I've been up since, like, early this morning, so. Yeah. Ooh. Did you have your toy again? Kitty. Well. Did you know that now the calculator also looks different? I did not. So, Apple um, uh, released its new operating systems, iOS 11 and uh, Watch OS 4. And I guess other than making things look different, <laughs> I'm not sure what the. Well, I think the I mean, most. The, the, those are the biggest changes aside from the whole swiping thing. I, it's designed to work with the new iPhones, which are coming out soon. And I'm totally going to get the iPhone 10. What Isn't I don't. It's supposed to be like. A thousand dollars or something. Yeah, but I'm on that upgrade plan where I just keep paying a monthly fee, and I can just upgrade whenever I'm ready. You can upgrade after twelve months. After twelve months. Um. So so okay. So we've got the phone, and we've got the white bar at the bottom and the white bar at the top, where you know at the bottom we've got the home button, and yeah. and so their thing is you know we need more screen space. So they're they're taking those away, basically. They're removing the home button. So I guess we have to figure out how to operate the phone without a home button. But what I don't understand then is after they did that upgrade with iOS 11, now at the top where it says all inboxes, mm-hmm. there's as much space as the top or bottom bar wasted because they've put all inboxes there in gigantic letters. Yeah. So they're wasting almost, well, actually in this case, it's at least an inch of screen space just to show me all inboxes, the search and the, and the uh, back arrow above it for mailboxes. Hmm. And, the same on things like messages. It's it's it happens in all the apps. If there's an app that has a multiple sections feature, it does it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause her for a second. Metal, go to yeah, bed. Yeah. All right. Good night. We'll we'll, we'll we'll talk to you maybe next week. So it depends. We'll we'll find out. All right. go to bed. You're too tired. Thank you. Good night. Uh, good night. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want him passing out on the show like he did the one night where Bob and I talked to him for like five minutes before he woke up. <laughs> classic, classic British show. I wish I knew the episode number. But so you don't have any iPhone stuff? You've got Android, right? Right. And it really has always seemed to me that the uh, the iPhone wastes a lot of that space where the home button is. Because, I mean, like... Pretty much every Android phone has at least a couple more things down there. 
Well, the idea with the iPhone has always been you only need one button. Exactly. And, and with the iPhone 10, they're eliminating the home button. So it's it's a lot more real estate. And I want that's that's the phone I'm going to upgrade to, not the iPhone 8. I'm going to go with 10. Yeah. See, the uh, with the iPhone, one of the things that I always hated was that it only had the one button. I I liked it. But I'm also an Apple Homer because I, I as soon as I started using the Apple the the MacBook, uh, God, what way back in 2007? Does that sound right? Yeah, it was your white one, I suppose. Yeah, it was quite a while back. It was 2004. I don't know. I when I converted to Apple, I, I kind of trepidatiously moved into Apple. But once I went in, I just it was everything. I don't. I, I do everything Apple. I haven't done Windows anything by choice in a long time. So like work, they use Windows stuff when I was supervising. But um, I just, the, the, I don't need to dig into the customization factor like everyone else seems to need to. And the people that tout the customization factor, I find most often don't even touch that so they'll be like well don't use Apple because you can't do this that and the other thing like Windows can but they don't do this that and the other thing they just want that option well that's great for you and I've been saying this for years now I'm happy for you I'm glad your phone works for you I'm not gonna convert you but if you ask me about the phone I'm going to make it sound like the greatest thing since sliced bread because I love it yeah see I just I don't like any Apple products because they, because Apple has a tendency to force you to use other Apple products if you have even one. And and um, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that, and I choose to use other Apple products because they work so easily and seamlessly together, versus pulling teeth trying to get a Windows machine and an Apple machine to talk to each other. Right, but here's the thing, the uh, the reason that Apple that Apple and Windows have such a hard time working together is because Apple pretty much designs all of their stuff to not work with Windows stuff. I think that they're I think well, it's more open now than it has been in the past. Even when I've had um, my hotspot on my phone on it it takes an act of God to get an Android to connect to it. I guess yeah. I see, and I've I've used Chrome OSs and the uh, and Androids and the actual Apple phones before, and they all work perfectly together. It's only the Apple devices that they don't work with. I they they work fine for me, and if they don't work for you, great. But yeah, so the people that have always hated on my iPhone have have gone with the well, you you can only get apps from the App Store, and you can only, you can't rearrange the icons. And I'm like, really? That's the feature you're going to go with is rearranging the icons? Are you sure you want to use that as your argument? I I'm I'm guessing you probably mean widgets that because we can rearrange our icons. No, they mean like in shapes. So oh. I always, so 
the last argument someone had about trying to convert me back to Android was about the, the their their go to argument was well you can you can rearrange the 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 icons in any arrangement you want and I'm like okay so it's important to me to go to a system I'm not familiar with in a new a new ecosystem which I haven't bought into which I'm already invested in the other ecosystem so that I can arrange my icons to look like Mickey Mickey Mouse ears really that's the argument you're gonna go with see I do still have my iPhone. I keep it around to use as an alarm clock and for using LinkedIn because I forgot my profile and I don't, I forgot my password for my profile and I don't have the email address that's linked to it anymore. <laughs> why don't you do a change, uh, uh, why don't you change your LinkedIn info and that way you can shift it over to stuff you can. Because in order to do that, I have to put in my password, which I don't know. But can't you reset the password? I could if I still had access to the email address that the password reset email would be sent to. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, fi I'm finding, let, okay, so do you ever plan on doing much of anything else career-wise that you're going to need LinkedIn for in the future? I get at least one job offer a month through LinkedIn. So. I do too, but they're terrible jobs. Well, a lot of the ones that I get are for jobs that I would want to do. It's just that most of them come from states that I don't want to travel to. Okay. Well, the, the, the reason I'm asking this is because I think that I'm going to stop being connected to LinkedIn because it's doing me no good whatsoever. I, I'm pretty much locked into mail carrying at this point, which means I don't need job offers, which means... LinkedIn is completely pointless because the people that want to connect their uh, profiles to me to verify whether or not they know something, most of them are from North Dakota and I don't know what they know anymore. I barely talk to anybody from North Dakota anymore. Yeah, see, in, in my industry with my particular job, it's very important to do the networking because there are only about a thousand people in the country that are even in my line of work. So it's good to know people. Okay, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. And one of the podcasts I listened to recently talked about conferences, which they concentrated on the networking aspect of that. So we're gonna delve into something that I'm glad Bob's not here for because it will go into a totally different direction than I'm intending. But what do you think of Freemasonry? I don't really know much about it. So what I have discovered through my, my rigorous research is that it's about learning basic things to improve. It's, it's a self-improvement club is what it is. They're all about making sure that you have the tools necessary uh, to point you in the direction to have you learn more about ways to become better at, at being Kevin. In so, all, oh, go ahead. So basically, they're like the people who, who go to uh, every corporate retreat ever and just annoy the crap out of all the employees. Yes, but everyone 
in your scenario as the employees are all there to specifically learn these things or to network with other people. Now the conference part, forget the conference part. Um, I Most of my research has been geared towards the degrees and what happens in the degrees because at first it was, I was, I, at first I was interested in being a Mason. The more I learned about the craft though, the more I discovered it was a little bit too more too much religiously bent for my for my tastes. So then I started wanting to know about what it was about that without the religious aspect that was going on. So I kind of found out that the rituals were the place to go. So I started researching the crap out of the rituals. And then what I actually found out is that the rituals are essentially broken down in something called a lecture, which happens after the ritual. So then I started researching the crap out of the lectures. Now, you can get all the information from the ritual in the lecture, but the ritual itself kind of explains the lecture in a more play-like, it's, like it's like a play, it's like a mini play. But you can get all the information out of the lecture. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be podcasting about each degree, what it's about. Because I want to be a Mason, but I don't want the religious part of it. Therefore, I cannot be a Mason, but I'm going to learn Masons, Masonic lessons is what I'm, what I'm going at. Yeah, I, I can see how how Bob would give you so much crap about that. Well, no, actually, Bob would have taken this in me. Well, what about the New World Order? What about the aliens? And what about... Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, no, that's... I have found zero evidence. I, in fact, in my research, I had to wade through all of the butt sex rituals and the... Um, all kinds of weird shit. All kinds of weird stuff. And it, it's not it, it's it's not anything like that. The only thing that's secret are their handshakes and their passwords. And I don't even care about those. Yeah, it from what I from what I can tell, from what I've heard, being a uh, a Freemason means pretty much literally nothing. Well, there are benefits like you, if you're networking, so if you and I are both Freemasons and we just met at some place, you with your technical knowledge and me with my marketing knowledge crossing like that, maybe you're now going to learn about marketing and I am more than happy to teach you about it and you would be more than happy to teach me on the technical side just using broad strokes there. So as an example, apparently, Masonic lodges opened up to other Masonic families that were in the hurricane area, basically to house them while they were recovering from the hurricanes. So there was a very, very coordinated effort. I mean, it was very smooth and apparently worked out great. And it's, it's, it's a fraternity. Don't get me wrong there, but it's, uh, I mean, they, they, it's all about learning to be, better a better you as long as you're a guy as long as you're a man that's the other part i don't want to join for is that it's I, if i wanted a sausage party i would i would just kick all the women off this podcast yeah see i don't join anything that's men only well i mean and i've had it explained to me multiple times where there are 
Well, there's there's aspects of Masonic. There's groups that have a male female aspect. There's all female aspects to Masonic, but they're not they're not. It's not the main Freemasons. It's like it's like offshoot groups. So it's I just I don't understand why it's a penis club. I I really don't. It's because they're misogynist assholes. That's why. It's because it's something that was formed in the United States. No. Oh. And in the past. In the past. And but not the United States. No. The United States is rather new into this. According to Freemasons, this has been around for five thousand years. Closer to a few hundred. I know that. And especially in my research, I have I found out that records really don't go much deeper than the sixteen hundreds at the earliest. So there's that aspect, but I'm going to be podcasting about it. And and if you were interested, you could uh, you could uh, put some uh, input into that. Maybe I might look into it. I've just they don't seem very interesting to me. Well, I will share with you the materials that I have come across, and I have scoured a lot to find the materials that I have found to have. To, to, to formulate what I'm going to be podcasting about. And I don't know how long these podcasts are going to be. I'm not releasing them more than once a month. So I have 32 degrees to work with in the Scottish Rite alone. There's different ones in the York Rite, but one degree per episode, basically. And I'm going to release them. I want to be, I want to be thoroughly researched and well-prepared to explain these to the layperson. It might be worth looking into. That's all you I can, can guarantee. You can look for the podcast on emeraldspectre.com. Shameless plug. <laughs> you know, I look like I've gained some weight. My face looks fat. What do you think? I'm bored. That doesn't answer my question. <laughs> well, do you have anything else, Kevin? No, I think we covered pretty much every topic that I had thought of. We were kind of light on topics this week. I mean, there wasn't a lot happening geek-wise, and I kind of scraped a couple of ones out of the out of the blue there. But uh, with uh, with Metal Jesus uh, and Melanie wanting to go to bed uh, because they were ready to sleep and someone's bored, uh, for the uh, watcher of the episode or listener of the episode, we're going to go ahead and let you go. Uh, we may talk a little bit afterwards, more freeform, less structured. And uh, we will see you again next week when we will have John Cabral on the podcast, one of my co-workers. I invited him on tonight, uh, but he said that he was going to see it. So we may get a report next week about it. It. Let me say it one more time. It. So uh, you can find all of our contact information in the show notes and we will see you again next week. Bye Kevin. Goodbye. <laughs>